Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So we opened the show talking about the Jets, and now we'll talk to the head coach of the Jets as we do every week. It's time now for the Robert Sala Report, brought to you by Infinity.com and Slomans. Coach, it's Michael, Don, and Peter. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're doing okay. Um, you know, last week we spent a lot of time talking about Zach, and, and you know, maybe I'm totally off base, but I thought Zach was pretty good yesterday. I don't think that Zach was the problem at all. What's your overview on Zach's performance? I thought Zach did a good job yesterday. Um, yeah, I think the interception was more credit to the uh, to 41, the defensive, the linebacker, than it was uh, any error. I thought Zach was good with his feet, good with his timing. Uh, you could second guess it and say maybe he could have went somewhere else with the ball, but I thought that linebacker, defensively speaking, made an unbelievable play on the ball. Um, I thought we converted third downs at, the, at one of our higher rates this year. Uh, seven of, uh, I think we were seven to sixteen. Um, we were above fifty percent on anything ten or less, which was really good. So I thought we were efficient in that regard, and. Um, you know, but overall, obviously, just the the continued woes once we get into scoring zone, strike zone uh, territory, and getting ready to score points. Um, you know, the self inflicted wounds that I keep that we keep seeing are are really giving us uh, is making it hard on us. I was, you might have the metrics. I don't. I I am sure that the the offense certainly is better, and then Zach's numbers are probably great between the twenties. So then you get inside the red yeah. zone, and you said there's a problem. So is it is it physical or is it a mental thing? Especially as the games pile up without touchdowns, that it just becomes something different once you get inside the twenty. No, it does get it does get different. So I'm going to I'm going to try to explain this the best I can. I might go over a few heads, but um, the red zone is about precision and speed, uh, faster decisions, precision and routes got to be everything happens faster and when you've got so much shuffling across the board and so many moving parts and so many players in and out of the lineup things kind of get a little wonky if you will um we definitely got to speed up all the way across the board uh once we get in the red zone um we got to be more efficient in the run game we've got to be more efficient and precise in the pass game uh things are a lot tighter obviously so the windows are tighter um and so yeah there things things get really really dicey in there you know and uh you know we it's a shame we got the first and goal from the three after zach had an unbelievable scramble and then uh you know we're in we're in the end zone and we get the penalty um but other than that you we never really gave ourselves a chance um to, to really see what we could do in the red zone yesterday uh we had the uh, intentional grounding on the first drive we had the holding on the second drive on on the reverse that would have had us first and goal or um first down inside the 20 and then after the turnover obviously again like i said first and goal from the three but um you know when you get into the red zone like i said everything gets faster uh we just never really gave ourselves a chance to get in there because every time we got close we had a penalty that kicked us out 
So, so what is going on with the with the penalties? I know, I know you said it. Uh, it's the same old story, and it's got to get fixed. But usually, when it comes to things like discipline, uh, we look at the coach. So we're looking at you, coach. What is going on? How how do you fix this penalty problem? No, that's fair. Um, you know, I always look at uh, pre and post snap penalties as the discipline part of football. Um, in play penalties are are more of a competitive deal in terms of. Um, you're fighting your tail off, and uh, and you might get behind the play and you hold. You know, so it's you tell a player, "Hey, don't hold." Well, then he just gets beat, and he's going to get a TFL anyway. Um, but the in-play ones, those are the ones where we just got to continue to coach up technique, put the guys in the best position possible to be successful, um, and uh, and like you said, we got we got to knock it out of our games. You know, that comes. It's just a matter of being on your job. Uh, being exactly where you're supposed to be when you need to be there, playing with a little bit more physicality and grit and strain, and that's that's an all-around thing. Coaches getting the players where they need to be, players training to get there and make sure they hold those points. But those are the in-play things. But but I 100% agree with you. When things are happening pre-snap and post-snap, that is definitely something that needs to be coached and coached out of them. Uh, whether pre-snap being uh, an overcoaching, uh, overcoaching on formations and uh, and different calls that guys get confused with to, to lead to certain offsides or, or uh, pre-snap penalties. And then um, obviously post-snap were just the undisciplined nature of just personal fouls after the play, um, things that just um, where guys just fly off the handle. I 100% agree with those with regards to discipline. But when it comes to in-play, I think it has more to do with competitive it's more of a competitive issue than anything else and things that we've got to continue to coach to make sure our guys are in the right position so they're not compromised and forcing themselves to cheat, if you will. All right, so let, let me ask this the right way. I'm sorry if I'm long-winded. I hate asking questions like that, but you've been doing this forever. You know what works, but I've been around baseball now 37 years, Coach, and I could see that the guys that are being hired by managers as managers – they have to be nice to the players. The players don't like to be that disciplined, and if they do, the manager sometimes gets fired. Um, these you know, penalties, the shooting in the foot penalties, is there an option for you, coach, to pull a guy out the field and go, okay, now you're embarrassing the team, now I'm going to embarrass you. Sit your butt on the bench and you're not playing the rest of the game. Does that weed out penalties like that? Um, so we're always going to hold guys accountable. Um, I'll let you guys play... Uh find the needle from yesterday's game uh, in terms of discipline, disciplinary action, but because uh, there are there are always actions taking place in the game, mm-hmm. I just don't make it demonstrative where everybody in the world can see it, uh, but they are happening, and um, uh, these players, they want to be held accountable. Uh, they are held accountable. Uh, you guys should know me by now. I'm never going to do it in the public's eye. It's always going to be in the privacy of our own conversation. Uh, it's going to be in the team room, uh, and it's going to be in spots where you guys don't see. And if that makes me look bad, so be it. I'm not. I'm here to coach a football team, uh, not win brownie points for. Hey, look, I'm doing my job. That that is absolutely fair. But l- let me throw the, the the flip side of that. Maybe these guys need to be publicly embarrassed so that they don't continue to embarrass the team. You guys win that game yesterday without those penalties. So is there ever a thought, uh, hey, it's not getting through to them privately. Let the whole world see that I don't like what they're doing. Um, at first, you're right. If we don't commit penalties, I do feel like we do win that game. We probably blow the doors open in the first half. Yep. So you're right on, you're right on that one. Um, 
but I'm not going to sacrifice the integrity and the relationship I feel that mm-hmm. is warranted with a player and the respect that they could, that they, they should get uh, just to show face. I, that's just me. Oh, I'm not oh, saying yeah. that you have to show face. I'm just saying that maybe if they were publicly embarrassed, then they wouldn't do it again. That, I'm not questioning you. I'm I, just I saying... I don't, no, no, I, I just don't think players are motivated that way. Okay. I, don't, I don't think people are motivated in a way uh, where, you know... We're, we're in such a heat, the heat of the battle. I don't think they they look at those situations as a cop like, like as a way out. I don't I don't think because at the end of the day, they they are more worried about what the locker room thinks of them than anything else. Gotcha. And at the end of the day, the players know what's going on. The players know uh, uh, what happens during the game, after the game. They know what happens in the meeting room, and so they are more they feel more responsible to the players than anything else. Uh, because at the end of the day, you can't hide from your teammates. You can't hide from yourself. And I think they're motivated by that more than anything. Now, you were hot about the lack of, um, not the lack of a timeout, but I guess the timing of the timeout late in the game. A few seconds went off the board before they stopped the clock. Uh, what could have been done differently there? Is that all on the official? Or is there something you or the team could have done to get uh, the signal to the official quicker that you wanted the timeout? You know, um, Aside from from grabbing them and and putting my hands on the ref, uh, which you're you're not allowed to do, right. uh, I was I was exactly where I am all game. Uh, I'll be honest; that's the first time that I've I've ever seen that happen where the where the coach uh, coach was completely disregarded in a two minute situation when he was trying to get a timeout in. Because um, when Conk went down, I think it was nineteen twenty seconds left when I was yelling for a timeout, and I'm I'm pretty sure I threw my headset at him to get his attention because I'm chasing him 30 yards downfield, but uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, do I think it made a big difference? No. Could it got us a little bit closer for sure, but um, uh, uh, a very for- unfortunate event, uh, to be honest yeah. with you, and, and something that we're, we're, we're talking to the league about. I, I do want a better explanation for why that happened. Yeah, educate me, Coach, just a, a little bit, because I always wondered this. Are you able to communicate to the official, I'm looking for a timeout here? after this play is over. They have to know you're going to call timeout. That's why I'm just surprised that they're not looking for you to see if you're going to call the timeout. Can you communicate that before the play, or is that just something that doesn't happen? No, 100%. That, that is something you communicate beforehand, um, but you still got to bang the timeout with them looking. Uh, they still got to acknowledge it, and you still have to bang the timeout. They're not just going to do it for you. Um, the play before was a no-huddle situation, so things were moving fast. And... Um, but uh, it, it w- there wasn't a situation where I could have talked to him beforehand. Because if you remember uh, the play before, I believe Conklin got the check down, uh, went for 10 yards, and we're scrambling to get the next play in, talking mm-hmm. to the uh, Hackett, hey, get the next play in, or you're on the ball, you're on the ball, you're on the ball. And uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm trying to direct what I want out of the offense more than I am trying to get the referee to do his job. Just wondering if you felt like I did. I I thought that was one of the best Hail Mary plays I've ever seen, and it was so close to being completed. Zach showed great athleticism. What was your take on that final play? Uh, I thought it was awesome that he got it off. I I, I still don't understand how he got away from Crosby. Not many people can. Um, It it was close, but uh, it's a shame that we were even in that situation, to be honest with you. So, I don't know if you saw the news there, Coach, but Aaron Rodgers made some headlines last night uh, during the game uh, and, and says that his plan reportedly is to come back in mid-December. Do you have any thoughts? And if Aaron Rodgers tells you he's available, does he instantly become the starting quarterback for this football team? 
Um, I would imagine that he'd he'd want to practice on it first, but uh, but I'm I'm going by him and the doctors. I think we all are. If he says he's healthy and ready to practice, and then, then he'll practice. If he says he's ready to roll, he'll roll. All right, final thing, Coach. Before we let you go, that was a big big game yesterday. Do you feel your opportunity at a playoff spot is slipping away? Um. Well, yeah, anytime you lose, you you feel like you're, especially yesterday, uh, I agree with you. It's a game that we needed to win. We should have won. Um, and now we gotta, we've got to go steal one that, uh, uh, like we have, we've, we've been some good football teams. Um, we know that we're capable of playing at a high level, um, and we're capable of playing complementary football. And uh, we've got a big challenge this week with Buffalo. Um they're they're playing the night um, with uh, against Denver, and we know that they're they're a high point offense, and uh, they're going to score their points, and we've got to score them too. So so right now the focus is on Buffalo. Just try to take it one game at a time. It's definitely not over. There's still a lot of football left. I think I read somewhere um, last year San Francisco was four and four after eight, and uh, you know there's there's just a lot of football left, man, and. Uh, um, I get it. You know, we're in, in football when you lose, it, it sucks, and the whole the whole world feels like it's caving in. But uh, all it takes is one great week of preparation and sixty minutes of great football, and everything can switch again. Thanks, Coach. Talk to you next week. All right. Thank all right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Coach. That was the Robert Sala report, brought to you by Infinity.com. Discover more about the luxury and performance of an Infinity QX60 crossover at InfinityUSA.com or visit your local Infinity dealer today in Slomans. Slomans has low-price home heating oil for all New York football fans. Low prices, zero sacrifices. For 100 years, Slomans has been a staple in home comfort. Call 866-OIL-DEAL.